The Disgraceful Podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians, past, present and future of the Awabakal land which we record our podcast on. Hey everyone, I'm Sarah. And I'm Georgie and you're listening to Disgraceful the Podcast. This week we're going to do a bit of a catch up so this is going to be a bit of a shorter episode. Um, because Sarah and I have been off the line for like six months. Like yeah, we haven't recorded we haven't, in six months. Yeah, we haven't stepped foot in the studio for six months. We did a very big bank of recordings and then we kind of disappeared for a little while. Yeah. Um, and now we're, we're getting back into it and it's kind of scary, but I'm, I'm excited to see where, we, where we're going. I'm honestly just excited to be back and doing it because I've missed this. Mm. I missed recording I guess I missed yeah a little... it feels natural talking in front of a mic <laughs> <laughs> Georgie feels natural anywhere where the attention's on me mm-hmm. mm. and we love that for you thank you I'm the same I can't pretend like I'm not <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're talking very softly yeah who are that. these girls that you've missed a lot guys um do I guess go with our disgraces before we get into it. Well, I think we know that we share the one disgrace. Yeah, us. Yeah. And not recording. Yeah. And not being in the studio. The state of the studio was so dusty. Very dusty. And there's also a lawnmower, like a whole <laughs> ass lawnmower just in our studio. Because if any of you listening don't know, we just record in like a little shed out the back of my dad's place. And he just has been using it for storage as well. And so he was like, oh, there's... Yeah, imagine mower. using your own shed for storage. <laughs> oh, we well, walked in idiots. and I was like, offended. Yeah. He was like, oh, yeah, there's a lawnmower. And we just expected like a little small like um, mower. And then we walk in and we're like, oh, oh. We're like, how do we get this out of here? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but um, I think it's been really good for us. I feel like we've both gone through some massive transitions like we weren't originally planning on recording this particular episode we're doing right now we have come we had come in to record something else um and we thought we probably need to do a life update because our lives there's been some significant changes so many changes I think it was very important for us to you know talk about what's been going on yeah 100 percent. keep it real so I mean what do you want to update everyone on first? Um, I'm ill. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of a lifelong illness here. Lifelong illness. Um, in the last six months, um, I've been diagnosed with MS, so multiple sclerosis. Um, it's been such a dramatic shift for me. Um, it's been crazy because I've my life. If anyone knows me personally, they know how much I do on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis. I'm all over the place, chaotic, and I've just had to, like, completely reel that back to, like, focus on my health and stuff like that and not pushing myself, managing my fatigue levels, and it's just been crazy. And I'm not really a medical person, so I don't really like needles, and that's something I get subjected to every month now. I don't like blood tests. I don't like MRIs. Like, all that's, like, so panicky. So I just feel like a little broken shell of a human being because, like, I'm subjected to things that, like, make me panic on, like, quite regular basis. So I've just been really focusing on that and that's been my life. What about you, Sarah? What's been going on? What's the biggest life change that you've gone through? 
Well, I also, before we move on to me, I felt like it'd be good to kind of talk about you having to learn to be able to put boundaries in place because I feel like that's yeah. probably been a massive shift oh, for you. Because so you used to just say yes to everything and now... Oh, I still feel like mentally, I f- I'm still struggling with the boundaries. Like I'm seeing someone like um, my psychologist, I love her the most. I'm still seeing her. Um, and something that we were working on before I got diagnosed was boundaries. Like that was something that we kept discussing. This is before I um, mm. went through that. And even now, like sometimes I feel like I'm using it as an excuse and people have been pushing back on that. And I'm like, look, like I can't, I need to sleep. Like I can't do this right now. So boundaries has been still a difficult, like I'm still challenging myself day to day with boundaries. And I wouldn't say it's perfect by any means. I'm trying harder though. Like I can pull that MS card out and like if they don't understand that, then... (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, it is something that it's like, you kind of have to get. It's not like just an excuse. Like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I need to see my boyfriend. Like, uh, but like, he's pretty chill. So we just hang out together. And that's been a really good thing for my boundaries to be just like in a little, in a safe cocoon in my bedroom. So. Yeah. And what about... I just kind of want to ask some more questions. Yeah, um, like yeah, I'm getting interviewed. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was also just talking about, because it's very clear when I see you, that there's a, probably quite a large jump in your anxiety since mm. before this. Like, what have you been doing to cope with it? Like, what's happening inside of you? If you don't have to answer oh, that on the no, mic. No, uh, that was just a huge, like, <laughs> breath. <laughs> um, my anxiety levels definitely peaked. Um, but that's mainly because of, as I said, like, I feel so fragile because of all the medical stuff that I don't like, um, how I'm managing that. I, I'm not in the best way I could, like I could be doing better, but the way I used to cope with my anxiety before was just keeping myself busy. Like I was one of those people that is like, um, what's it called again? We're high functioning. I was a high functioning, um, anxiety, anxious person. So I just kept going and going and going. And, um, and this has been the hugest shift. I think we're very similar in that way. Yeah, we are like it. And I can't do that anymore. So Mm. what I do, I read, I like have gotten into like hobbies and stuff. So like of a morning I might read, I'm going back to the gym. I haven't done that in so long. So I've only started that the last few weeks. I've been going to Pilates, like mindfulness, I did a massage yesterday and it was like the most relaxing time of my life. And I'm just doing like little hobbies to keep my mind off the future. Like in terms of like, oh, when's my next appointment or when's my next thing? I'm not thinking about that. I'm just like present. I've been focusing on being present in the moment. Right now I'm here with Sarah. So I'm not thinking about what I'm doing for the rest of the day. I'm just in this moment with her is how I feel. Mm, definitely. Um, now let's bring it over to Sarah. What have you been doing the last six months? Yeah, God, I've, I think I have really, like I went overseas. Um, I went to New York for two and a half weeks with some good friends of mine. And that was amazing. Really was just, that was a big thing for me. Um, I haven't really talked about it on the podcast, but last time I went overseas, I had a <laughs> room. You were there. Yeah, I was yeah. there, yeah. It was very traumatic. So I had mm. a lot of anxiety. I've always loved traveling. So that was really big for me. And I felt like that was kind of a really good push in the right direction for me. I had started to like, I keep jokingly calling it my healing 
journey, but it definitely, error. yeah, it definitely is like mid last year, my life had fallen to what felt like it had fallen apart. Um, and I was just partying three days a week, at least like it was nutty, wasn't it? Like it was I, was nutty. Just, I was just drinking and partying and trying to like do anything to numb the pain. I'd stay up till 2am every day, get up at 6am, um, just doing work and things, anything. Cause you know, when I'd go to sleep, I'd be having nightmares and yeah. And then I kind of felt like that started to be the push. Like there was a shift in me where I was like, I can't keep doing this to myself I'm not getting anywhere I'm treating myself poorly I was treating you know I was relying on other people for external validation and treating them poorly and it just kind of did some reflection I was like this isn't who I want to be or who I want to become and I don't want to let the I guess the two main people who (laughs) kind of put me in this position like obviously at the end of the day um, I'm the one that chose that as a coping mechanism I don't want them to win. They don't get to have the power over my life and the way I live. Like I'm so much bigger and better than them. Um, so yeah, I started to head towards my. Ch- if this gets boring, just tell me. Well, it's not. I'm I'm like um, intently listening. Yeah, I and so I knew there was some things I had to change. So I knew I needed a better routine and schedule. So I for kind of knew I also need to find other ways to get dopamine and happiness and um knew yeah I had to find other outlets I couldn't let you know just trying to numb the feelings work because it wasn't working um they always came back to bite you at the end of the night or whenever it was um so yeah I ended up got started going to the gym every morning so now I go to the gym five days a week I meal prep every week because I was eating like shit treating my body like shit and I felt like shit um this is not the way yeah it is and like I you know started journaling I found that really important for me to work through everything I started being a bit more honest with my therapist I that's also, difficult yeah and I think people would have remember maybe if you're an avid listener <laughs> <laughs> um I took a break from tinder and bumble and just focused on healing myself and focused on the relationships that were important to me um I felt like I believe in karma or the idea of what goes around comes around so I felt like the way I was treating you know the boys (laughs) and just people in general just it was going to come back and bite me um and it's not who I want to be obviously as well but um yeah so I did that and I started working on myself and I am probably the happiest I've been in a long time I found that, <laughs> yay, um, I found that, you know, I matured a lot. I used to wish every day that what happened to me hadn't happened. Um, you know, I guess I probably shouldn't just say you what happened. The yeah. horrific breakup I had, listen to the episode before this if you want to hear a bit <laughs> about it, um, and the sexual assault I had experienced about two weeks prior to that. Um, I had wished it never had happened to me. You know, I'd spent so much time going, why did it happen? Mm. Um, rather yeah. than going, okay, it's happened. And the denial and now yeah. you're in the acceptance. I think it's like if I can relate to that, it's the same in terms of my health journey. It's like, oh, no, nah. you know, and now it's like, oh, we've got to live with this and let's push forward yeah it's the best thing you can do a hundred percent and like feel the emotions and like there's still a lot I'm working on 
Um, you know, I'm definitely still really struggling with PTSD. Um, but I know that if I stick to these routines I have, I found that like at first getting into being uncomfortable and changing and developing yourself is so scary because you, even if the ways you were going in were are worse than the, like the ways that you want to be, it's more comfortable in the known and, and feeling that, that horrible, like however you're feeling and however you're treating self feels more comfortable than changing those patterns, even if they are for the better. Um, so it definitely took a while to get comfortable with and definitely struggled a bit with sometimes having weekends where I didn't have like a lot planned and I wasn't drinking and I was just going to be sitting with my feelings and I was like, and I still keep myself pretty busy, but I've definitely reined it in quite a lot. Um, but I feel like that's really important for, you know, people listening is that changing your patterns of behavior feels so uncomfortable. It is. It is. But you got to get comfortable with the uncomfortable to yeah. be a better person, I feel like. I feel like you and I are going through such like a similar journey, but for different, you know what I mean? Like, very, yeah. I, feel I can like relate our to a lot. Are very, are like quite parallel to each other. Yeah. Because I can relate a lot to what you're saying with changing patterns of behavior. And I find my biggest um, blockage is how I feel about others. I'm like, oh, people are going to say, like, I've changed and I'm not the same me. And people have made that com- like those comments to me. But I just think, why, you, why would you ever put me down for something that wasn't my choice? Mm. Which is the same with you. Yeah, like, no, I definitely get that. I think that's scary because I know I'd have the friends I'd go out with all the time and stuff and I was scared that I was going to lose a lot of those relationships and... Definitely some of them fell apart, not fell apart, but like I don't see them as often. But I think the ones that were actual true like friendship connections have I've remained friends with and the people I have in my life now, you know, they fill my cup rather than perpetuate a cycle of behaviour I just wasn't wanting to subscribe to anymore. Mm. Um, I and think I, it's hard. Yeah, and I feel very content. I feel like... Yeah, I feel really content with how things are going. I think there's definitely some more changes I'm trying to make and I know Mm. you'd feel the same, but I feel like when you sit here talking now and you look back six months ago where we were both were, Mm. I remember you were scared out of your mind. Mm. I think you're still scared, but... Yeah. I mean, I can't speak for you, but I can see... I'm still scared. You're learning I'm learning and I'm not necessarily... I don't know because, like... If people who know what, like, MS is and stuff, like, I know someone with MS and they're, like, in a wheelchair. But that doesn't scare me. Like, that's not what scares me because I'm such a go-getter like Sarah and I wouldn't let that affect my life. I wouldn't let it put me in a shell being wheelchair-bound if that were to happen to me. But I think... um, as someone said to me, if you now's the right time to get MS <laughs> if you're going to get it because, like, where technology is at is a lot better than what it once was. So I'm not worried about that. It's just, like, my general anxiety around medical stuff is just a lot for me and it's, like, some of my biggest fears is, like, the medical stuff and all that kind of thing and then the fact that I have to face it a lot and people telling me like get used to it is just like the worst thing ever because I'm like I don't want to get used to it I unsubscribe I unsubscribe from MS (laughs) I don't want it um just because the medical stuff is just kind of too much for me and but I've got such a good support network and 
that's and I know you do as well and so it's okay I'm getting through it the best I can yeah and I think I know you said you hate when people say just get used to it I think in time that will naturally happen yeah because but I think it's very okay to be scared because yeah. fuck I I would die yeah like I remember oh. you like when I was in hospital you were like crying because you thought I was dying (laughs) well expose me like that well no it's like it's I mean it's nice (laughs) (laughs) me crying yeah I I remember that yeah you were like crying um and if I like throughout my life there's been I used to not be able to swallow tablets uh, but then now I can swallow tablets it's just that it's just over time but no one can just throw you in a box and be like there you go without you having some sort of like you need to like accept it and then get over it and stuff which is something that I am working through with a therapist love her the most and it's been good like I'm I'm getting there I'm trying to get through it the best I can but I don't let it define me which is good because I still want the best out of life and the most because I'm a go-getter I could never just, like, lie in bed and do nothing for the rest of my life. Like, I'd be so unhappy. I need to keep my brain active, my body active. So. So that's what you're fucking doing. That's what I'm fucking doing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> proud of you. Thank I am. you. Like, Thank I definitely you. look at if I was in that position. I don't think I would have handled it as well. Probably would have gone back out partying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm like so like paranoid that I because I don't like hospitals. I know you don't like hospitals. Like I don't want to get out, back into hospital. Mm. Being back in hospital is like the worst thing that could. I don't, no thanks. I don't want to be cannulated. I just don't want any of that. So I'm like trying to. I'm like that's what I mean. I feel like I'm in bubble wrap at the moment still, trying to work out like what's pushing myself and what's not, and listening to your body because I felt like they just like dropped it on my like lap, going, "Oh, you've got MS," and I was like, "Well, what do I do from now?" And I've had like doctors' appointments where I've left crying because I've been gaslit and stuff like mm. that, and it's just so disappointing, which is a very common thing, especially for females, to be gaslit by their doctors when they've got stuff wrong with them. So I know it's a very shared experience. Yeah. But I'm like, makes me mad. <laughs> yeah. No, um, of course. And I also – I was in Europe for three weeks and, like, that was something that I really wanted to do. I booked this before, like, I had any medical issues, but I was still able to go and I was like, look at me kicking ass. And I travelled alone and then met my sister over in Paris and I was there for three weeks. And like you, the last time I went overseas was a traumatic experience. And then I just kicked balls. Yeah. Like, look at this go. We're killing it. Yeah. I hate to say it, but like. And I think a big thing is we were talking about before we started recording was maturing. Mm. Like, you just kind of, it's kind of for very separate reasons. We've hit a very big bump in our maturity road, I guess. For us, like, I feel like we've changed the way we value our values have changed um our life goals and our understandings have changed and I feel like I think neither of us thought we would mature in this way so quickly when we came into kind of recording this podcast the idea was that we're going to be chaotic and crazy and like because we were we were Mm. were absolutely and I think we are chaos maybe in a little bit of a different way now um but I definitely feel like the vibe of the podcast is probably going to change a little bit. There's probably going to be a little bit less chaos um, and a bit more honesty. Mm. I feel like it's going to be coming through. I think this is going to be a really good documentation of 
our healing journeys and that we're real we're not going to sugarcoat it so much I feel like you listen to some of them and they pretend like they're perfect and like I always look at the meal prep channels which I know is a very very niche thing to be talking about but like (laughs) I can't afford to meal prep in the same way I'm a uni student I my dinners that I meal prep they go in Ziploc bags in the freezer because I've only got allocated one freezer shelf and one fridge shelf in my house. Mm. I can't I can't fit all of them. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> sorry, no, I, I went feel, on a meal prep tangent. Don't worry, like actively meal prep. I was like on the way here, I was on the phone to my partner and I was like, okay, well, I'm busy tomorrow. So you're going to have to, because we grocery shop and meal prep and eat alternative weeks someone pays the shopping so I bought last week he's buying this week and he was away in the Gold Coast so I meal prepped for us and I was like oh by the way I'm busy tomorrow so are you right to like meal prep for us this week <laughs> and he's like yeah what do you want and I'm like oh god like we're yeah. adults <laughs> I'm gonna be telling my partner about that because I'm trying to convince him to meal prep I'm oh like, meal prepping is so good because he might oh. because he works a nine-to-five job and I work all around the place and then got uni so like meal prepping is so important so like I'm fe- feeding my body yeah. The right foods. 100 I feel like you feel so much better. But yeah, yeah. I kind of wanted just to circle back to the idea of what <laughs> we've gone on a very big meal prep tangent. Love meal prep. Um, I think the biggest thing um, is that you're going to probably, the style is going to be a little bit different. Um, I feel like there's going to be a little bit less chaos. I think there's definitely, we're naturally got a bit of chaos inside mm. of us. So, but I think it's going to be a really fun way. We can all heal together, yeah. go on this journey, <laughs> learn a lot together. Heal with us. Yeah, I think this is going to be a lot of fun and a new stage in this podcast journey and we're excited to be back and ro- on rock and roll. And, mm. Yeah, because yeah, I feel like, I don't know about you, but this episode, I feel like apart from us checking the audio midway, I don't think anything needs to be cut out. Like, I think this is just a real raw, honest yeah, one-take wonder. Yeah, I think um, a big thing for us, yeah, is that... Transparency. Yeah, I think there's definitely, like, for me... There's definitely been episodes I've been more quiet on because I wasn't comfortable with the topics. But, like, I feel like I want to bring a bit more honesty to the podcast. Mm. I feel like... Now's the time. Yeah, it's time to be a bit more raw. If people don't love you at your worst, how are they going to love you at your best? Wait, it's the other <laughs> way around. It's the other way around. You can't love Wait. me at my worst. You don't get to have me at my best. Thank you. Thank you. That's exactly <laughs> well, it. Well, I feel like this is a good point to wrap up on. Yeah, I so agree. we'll see you... Um, in a fortnight, hopefully, if our scheduling is going... Actually, let's... But you know what? Something does need to be cut out. That That. comment. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But anyway, we'll see you guys soon. Thank you for listening to Disgraceful the Podcast. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Disgraceful the Podcast. Um, I don't remember what we say at the end. Is that about it? Um, Stay (laughs) disgraced. You are the disgrace. (laughs) All right. Well, well... Stay Stay disgraceful. disgraceful.